They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Hello, it's Frank Walker from National Times. Hi. <laughs> Don't do that to me. How's Very my audio quiet. sound? There you go. Well, it was bad just two seconds ago, but the closer you get to that mic, the more sensual oh, it is in my ears. Right on top of it, big boy. Don't you worry about that. Mm, gross. How have you been? Thanks for that visual. Very much appreciate it. That's okay. That's the kind of guy I am. I'm very yeah. giving. I was going to say visual, but you know, yeah. <laughs> that too. That too. Yep. It's been a while. Welcome to the Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. We come to you on a monthly basis now, it seems. Ish. Ish. Ish, ish, ish. Matt is a very, very busy man, it seems. Well, uh, actually, Tom, I beg to differ. I, I have to say that, um, <laughs> don't you know, try I don't. Don't throw it back on me here. I no, know what you're trying that. to do. Reverse I'm psychology. Not... Well, well, yeah. I, to be honest, but this is going to be, I did wake up this morning. I was, because, you know, last night I did ask what topic are we going to talk about? And you gave me what was a relatively average answer. So I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, and then I don't really get on Facebook very much, right? So I never really get on Facebook. Oh, I, I just despise Facebook. Right. Except I created an event yesterday and so I had to jump on just to check this event and what pops up at the top of my thing, it was a Tom Putt post. And so if anyone who's been on Facebook on Tuesday the 9th of Feb um, in the afternoon, um, you may have been bombarded by this post. But um, it it just inspired me to do some research this morning and I think we'd rename one of the segments to, to be, I was thinking like Dr. Matt. But then I figured that Dr. Phil's already done that. So I'm thinking we'll do like Professor Matt, like on the couch with Professor Matt so we can talk about all of Tom's, um, you know, Tom's thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I had a feeling this would come bite me on the bum. Would you like to start? No, make yourself comfortable, Tom. Just sit back, <laughs> relax. You know, it's just, it's a nest. It's a nest. Um. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Um, we'll get. We'll get to this, Tom. I'll, you've got twenty five minutes to sort to sort out these thoughts and feelings. Tell me, what have you been doing in the meantime? <laughs> well, certainly, <laughs> I've been creating trouble on Facebook. Well, I'm, not, I'm not the instigator, by the way. I'm I'm the innocent party here. So, um, I've been uh, you know busy here in the gallery over the summer. I've uh, been. Um, have you been wearing pants so during some, like because you're normally known for your fancy pants? Given it's been like thirty hundred degrees every single day, <laughs> have you been rocking some fancy shorts? No, I don't. Out? No, 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 Matthew. I'm almost fifty. I, a, a man, a man of my age should not probably be seen in shorts unless it's uh, nor nor on Facebook, Tom. But you know, here we are. <laughs> Long, long shorts down at the beach perhaps might uh, be permissible, but uh, I, I never wear the short in the gallery here. No, it's always a long pant. I thought you could get away with one of those like fancy hipster shorts, you know, where they wear like a vest, shorts, probably pulled up socks and some sort of leather shoe. <laughs> and there'll be a floral design of some sort. That's what I'm picturing. You should be like, like stylist, Matt. Thomas I mean. Putt's wonderful Emporium sort of style, you know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Look, you know, selling art is hard enough without um, creating that little barrier to jump over as well. So no, let's not do that. Um, 
just the just the jeans and a, and a casual shirt. Sometimes a t-shirt, which I find um, a little a little probably casual, but uh, sometimes necessary. It has been cracking weather, hasn't it? It has been. That, and, and you pool know, of yours, that pool of yours must have got a damn good workout. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sitting in it right now. So, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was thinking about it, but it's actually cold today. Like out of all the days to be doing a podcast in the pool, this is not the one. This is it. I, I woke up this morning. I jumped on my little electric scooter and uh, rode oh, on the gallery. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a bit different. There's some nice clouds around and it's relatively mild. So, Is this a Christmas go. present, this electric scooter? Uh, did I not discuss it on the last one? Um, uh, no, because electric funny. scooters weren't invented way back when we did the last that's one. It. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, well, for those who are in 2022, these things called electric scooters are amazing. They're rechargeable. And I went over to a mate's place for New Year's and he goes, ah, uh, oh, have you tried out our electric scooters? And, and he's got like three of them lined up in his living room. And I'm like... What's this all about? He says, oh, they're great fun. Have a go, have a go. And I'm like, nah, it's not for me, mate. You know, I'll probably fall off and kill myself. Anyway, uh, a few drinks later and we were on the electric scooters buzzing around the uh, streets of Frankston South and uh, I had a ball and I just said, oh, I've got to get one. So JB Hi-Fi took $1,200 of my hard-earned cash and uh, next thing you know, I was uh, riding the scooter here, there and everywhere. I, I actually, Matthew... Thank you for asking. Had hand surgery the other day, which really? didn't allow me to drive for a week. And so, is that the- a repetitive stress injury, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> repetitive strain injury, they call it. Yes, that's correct. Uh, it's the left hand. Uh, I am usually right-handed, so um, I, I think they call know. that the, they call that the stranger, don't they? <laughs> is it? No, am I? I'm off track, aren't I? This this is you've done something to your hand that's actually serious. <laughs> I won't tell you what I was saying to other people. <laughs> Something about enjoying yourself. And um, and anyway, I, I had what, what's called a trigger finger. So when you um, go to, you know, imagine holding a gun and uh, mm. that, that little pinky finger down the bottom uh, in your right hand, or my, in this case my left hand, would get stuck. And so I'd have to physically grab it with the other hand and flick it back. And it's just oh. where the tendon gets caught in the um, sheath of or the whatever Ooh, of the hand. Like a talon. And so therefore uh, I had a couple of cortisone injections over the, over the oh, last gross. few years, which, which uh, alleviated it for some time. Yeah, cortisone injections aren't even fun because when they fun, put them in your they? hand, like she's halfway through putting it in and already your hand's blown up to a balloon and, and there's Ooh. more to go. It's like your whole hand's going to explode. Anyway, she goes, yeah, look, we'll do this a couple of times, but uh, really I don't want to do it for a third time. There's just no point. It involves a bit of evasive surgery. So very minor, just sitting in a chair and uh, watching it all happen at the same time. So uh, it didn't allow me to didn't allow me to drive. So uh, I was scootering to, to work and uh, having fun and creating mayhem on the streets of Mornington. But, uh, yeah, they're good fun. I was going to say, because I did picture when you said on, on New Year's, after a few drinks, you guys were all just cruising around the streets of South Frankston. I'm just picturing like one of those kind of 1980s, 1990s, you know, BMX gangs. BMX bandits, that's it. Yeah, basically. We're, we're wearing masks. We're, we're, we're lighting flares. We're egging houses. We're hanging so out how- at skunk park <laughs> for all hours with bags full of God knows what. Oh, and how, So how is this... this um, 
RSI injury affected your photography? Is this is because that would oh, be your trigger hand? Great question, Matthew. No, I, it's in my left hand, so it's oh, okay. Right, and I take yeah. very few photos these days anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and the iPhone, you can kind of just you can just voice this command it. it anyway. This so is it. this is it. Yeah. I, I've actually got my assistant taking all the photos for me now. I, I don't take photos anymore, Matthew. I, I line them up, or, or my assistant lines them up, and I look through the view phone and I go, "Yep, that looks great. You can press a button now." Go ahead. That is that's not how you know you've made it, really. <laughs> that's it. That's a, it's the Annie Leibowitz approach. Yep. <laughs> yep. Get everyone else to do the work for you, and I'm the creative stylist. Let's t- creative director, creative, creative director. director. Yeah. You should have that. I reckon you should have that on your your card. Like, what's on your business card? Does it say just photographer? I don't have a business card. I have business postcards. Oh, and well, anyway, what do they say? Well, well, they don't. They have my socials on it. They have my contact details, but they don't say me and how good I am. They have they, they've got a photo on the front and on the back. They've got a little story behind that photo. That's what I've got. Right. So it doesn't have like Tom Putt, creative no. director, no. or no, no. You see, I'm not. I'm not egotistical like that, Matthew. <laughs> Much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, I, we, that. The, I, must, I must write that down. Order the, new business cards. The, the fact that Tom doesn't have a business card, he has a business postcard, which is four <laughs> times the size of a business card. And it's not until you get to the poster series that it has his actual credentials on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you a few in the mail. I Speaking will say of, one thing that well, one, before we move on, one thing that uh, baffles me a little bit, right? And I've I've been struggling with this a little bit. I did something over Christmas which I would very rarely if ever no. do um i'm not no, embarrassed or ashamed it. of it but it does sh- doesn't sit with me very well i shared it to the to the tri- i shared it to the group i shared it to our facebook group that video <laughs> you sent me oh no that was totally different that i am embarrassed <laughs> and ashamed about video, the, the, the uh, christmas present i thought that's well, where we should we were say going. no but we can we can touch on that so it turns out that tom did not buy me a turtle which um you know not super upset because it probably <laughs> wouldn't have been alive by the time i opened that package anyway <laughs> Uh, although did I did have air holes, though, I you? did have air holes. Yeah, um, but you know, air is not like turtles don't just survive on air. I'm, I don't know how how you know across you know animals you are, but um, yeah, they need more than air. So um, okay, okay. But is that I will why say, my turtles have never lasted? Is that why every time I fight? <laughs> exactly right. Um, no, but but your your entire case of one of my favourite products on the planet, which is disgusting, I will admit, is uh, the ice mat, the old chocolate ice magic. Um, it, it got good, to good use, to be honest. The only problem is it was too hot over summer for it to actually set. So <laughs> it was basically ice liquid the whole time. But that's okay. Have you, have you gone through it all already? No, I haven't actually, Tom. I've okay. been on a um, I've been on a fitness rampage. Tell me what? What? Rampage. Rampage. That's sounding serious. Rampage. Yeah. So, um, so no. Am I just going to not even know you the next time I put my hands all over you? Probably not. not. It's probably that since you saw me last, I went through quite a period of um, enlarging. Um, and now I'm I'm on the other side of that slope. So you'll probably look exactly the same as the last time you saw me. But you know, there was there was a period in between there. What do um, they call that? Well. They call that uh, uh, not yo-yoing. Don't they call that something else? No, I think um, it is yo-yoing. Except I'm I'm hoping not to go back up again. So I'm I'm like a poor yo-yo. 
you know, like a uh, really is, crappy yo yo Has this got any, anything to do with a particular illness that struck down your family recently? No, actually it doesn't, but we will get to that as well. Um, <laughs> I've got a list of notes here. <laughs> turns out that we actually, topics-wise, we're going to run out of time. Um, <laughs> I know. We're I didn't talk about anything photography-related. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> no, I... For those who don't know, this is this is the only time that Matt and I get to catch up. So if you're genuinely thinking, Jesus, get on with it, what's the topic for today? Why are they just rambling as though they're catching up for a while? This is it. We are literally yeah. catching up for the first And I would almost sort of say like, hey, stop eavesdropping, you know, if anything. Um, yeah, this is it. It's rude. Go away, people. What are you <laughs> doing? This is a private conversation between Matthew and I. There will be things discussed here that should not be in public. So appreciate mm. if you could just turn this off now. Okay? Goodbye. There you go. Right. Well, Okay, so here's the thing. So before Christmas, I did something that, oh, no, it was actually just after Christmas. I did something that I would never normally do. It's not related to ice magic. It is not related to my fitness rampage. Um, and it is sort of related back to what you said a second ago about wearing jeans and a shirt to the gallery. And I'm just picturing you on like a yuppie electric scooter dressed with your little bow tie as you do because you're a bit, you know, you're a bit out there like that. And it sort of strikes metro. me. Metro. I call it metro. Yeah. Well, this is okay. Well, metro is a great word to use, right? So I, um, I actually went shopping after Christmas. It's the first time in nearly three years I bought clothes. Um, and I just decided you needed a larger, you needed a larger, larger size. It just wasn't, yeah. It's like, you know, hermit crabs, anything anymore. Yeah, hermit crabs upgrade their shell every year or two. I was, you know, I'm, I was the same. Um, but no, I, I, I just, you know, I just needed some more, like, because Laura gets on my back a little bit about the fact that I wear one thing. I've got seven of these, like, black uh, Colorado, yes. like, hiking shirts. I've got Love two myself. pairs of these really, like, heavy-duty cat shorts, like, cargo shorts that, like, carry all my stuff when I'm doing work and whatnot. And that's pretty much all I wear. And Laura was like, you should probably have some nice clothes too. And I was sort of looked a bit weird and decided, okay, fine, I'll go and buy some nice clothes. So um, I learned my age by by the fact that I bought literally everything at Gazman in about 15 minutes. Um, oh, you know, you're getting old when you're shopping at Gazman. Yeah, that's all. And you know what? I loved it. I'm like, all oh, your clothes fit me well and I'm a medium. That's exciting. Oh, um, well done to you. But, I'm a <laughs> Well, this is the thing, Tom. I just, you baffle me because you are, you know, a landscape photographer who – has all these stories who talks about, you know, climbing mountains and, you know, doing all these really cool things that are very outdoorsy. But then if someone just looked at you in the gallery, you could be like one of those, what are the people who collect insects, you know, and they're like really kooky. You know what I mean? Like they're like, they're, 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 they're like, because you look like you could be in Tom Putt's Wonderful Emporium. You've always got like fancy floral, like, out there tops and vests and you know it like you, you you're out of a kid's movie a lot of the time um not in, not in a bad way and and it just sort of when i look at your photography which is all like nature outdoors climbing mountains you know in airplanes and things you kind of think like you'd be like crocodile dundee style but instead you know like you smash this illusion because like i walk into the gallery and i'm like wow it is yeah, I'm a, yeah I'm a full metro I'm a, going on and it's yeah. very jarring. I'm just curious as to do you I, wear I, I the same clothes and ride your electric scooter down the runway when you're going to do your shoots or have you got two personalities? What's the go here? I must, I must admit when sometimes people go, oh, so, and I start talking, they go, oh, how much is this? Or what's the story behind this print? And I start talking about it and they go, oh, you're Tom, you're the photographer. They do look at me sometimes with amazement. So perhaps that's what you're alluding to. I reckon it is. I reckon people would be like, wait, what's going on? This triple mocha frappiato electric scooter <laughs> riding um, hipster does not 
really marry up with the you know the the legend of of you know Tom Putt's epic outdoor adventures. Do you know, do you know what I'm going to do next time I go out on a workshop? I'm going to just wear the same outfit that I wear to the gallery. And I'm going to oh, get. You to take a photo to send to you and go. Here you go, Matt. Is this? <laughs> I can just okay? picture. I'm keeping the same persona throughout all of. My I can just picture days. this is this is the YouTube video where you say you're going to do this and that, and you step out of you know step out of the safari truck in in somewhere in Nairobi or something like that. <laughs> and the moment you step out in that fancy uniform, you just get taken by a lion. You know, like <laughs> it's just. This. <laughs> well, well, I will. I will perhaps bring that closer to home. The next, I just as those words were coming out of my mouth, jeans and a shirt. I was just picturing where my next workshop is, which is in um, West Arnhem Land, in the middle of nowhere, with about thirty-five degrees and about ninety-five point nine 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 percent humidity. Mm. So I'm not thinking that's going to be all that comfortable, and it's probably going to be a crocodile rather than a lion that comes and gobbles me up. I'd, so. I'd still, I'd still sign up to YouTube Premium to see it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all those subscription services to all those naughty things online. I know. <laughs> oh, so you gosh. went and bought some clothes. Is there a, a meaning or an end to that story or not? Well, my my thing was I'm normally like, I guess it was just contrasting because normally like I wear my day to day. I'm usually dressed in the same things that I'll go and photograph in. You know, like I, I'm kind of like my. I'll say my my clothing personality is outdoorsy, even if I'm doing something that's not where I don't need to wear hiking boots and, you know, like shirt and all that sort of stuff. I tend to wear the same kind of thing and it just strikes me as really like, you know, different that you've got, um, yeah, you, you're, you've, you've kind of got these two completely different sides to your photography wardrobe and that, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm trying to take a bit of inspiration. I bought some stuff at Gazman. And um, I might try and wear that next time I'm out. We could we could we could do it as a challenge. I like I like the sound of that. I, it makes me feel like you've got like um, your workwear, which is when you're out and about on your workshops, and then you've got your um, office wear. So Laura's mm. probably encouraging you to be in a, in a different sort of mindset when you're at home, as opposed to the bum outfit that you use. Yeah, exactly how don't I call bum, it. Matt. Don't just bum around the house and the clothes that you've been wearing. When, when are you going to go and get changed and have a shower? Is that, is that what you're saying to you? Have you have you ever worn a photography vest when you're not doing like a sports oh my event? God. No, no, never. And really, bop me, me on the head if I've. The only time I've ever worn those those vests is it was a requirement, and I'm telling the honest truth. At the Sydney 2000 Olympics, we were all issued one, and you had to wear it because it had a big fat number on the back. And unless you were wearing that, you didn't get anywhere. So mm. that was like a rite of passage. That was because I but, I've seen them, no. and I I can't picture what I'd put in all the little pockets. <laughs> well, you know, like there's, there's a yeah, lot of pockets. There's a lot of there's. You know what? That you can fit a lot in them, but then also that's a great way to not find anything either, because True. you're constantly like, I know it's in here somewhere, and there's 300 pockets to to go through in order to find that lens cap that you can't find. I've actually got a friend, right? So now that travel's starting back again, right? Okay, I've okay, got a friend, well and I went to the uh, Solomon Islands, I think. No, to Raja Ampat in Indonesia, um, with her on like a familial trip, so like a you know like a tourism sponsored trip. And um, 
we get to the airport and, you know, everyone struggles all the time with how do I take my camera gear, especially in underwater photography. You've got so much equipment and you can't check in some of it because it's like pressure sensitive um, or, you know, it's just fragile. Or if you lose one component, you can't use any of the system. And going to obviously on airplanes, things go missing all the time. So we try our best wherever possible to take your entire camera rig on you when you board the plane. And that way, even if your clothes don't turn up, you can still do the job. And um, <laughs> she rocked up to the airport gate and we're all sort of like lugging our cameras in our hand, trying to pass it off as like a handbag. And she's got nothing in her hands. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And an underwater camera rig's massive, you know. And, um, and she turns around and goes, oh, you've got to buy one of these. I can't remember what it's called, but it's an Australian brand, I'm pretty sure. And they make these photography vests. And she opened her jacket. I mean, admittedly, we're going to somewhere that's 32 degrees and, you know, 100% humidity in the tropics. And she's wearing like a trench coat over this vest. And she opens her jacket and she's wearing a photography vest. And no joke, her entire camera system, including batteries, chargers, even the laptop, was in this vest and oh, the vest weighed like 28 kilos yes. but the laptop there's a back pocket so it's it's like it unzips and you're yes. in like in down your side of your back and you can put your laptop in the back of it and she had the, like all these that. pouches it was ridiculous and she got on she's like yeah my entire camera rig everything including my laptop and chargers is in this vest and they can't tell you not you're not allowed to wear it because it's part of your clothing and i'm like it it would almost be worth the ridiculousness of how stupid that vest was <laughs> That is amazing. I love that story. You'd have to make sure you take the laptop out of your back pocket before you sat down in your seat, though. I think that. Oh would be yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think when she got on the plane, she must have taken the vest off and put it up in overhead. Because can you imagine? Can you imagine if the plane crashed right. and they right. gave you a life jacket and you still sunk because you had so much crap in your pockets? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, um, it's an interesting point. It's very topical, and I will post the video. I think I put it on my tribe, but I'll post it uh, on Facebook soon. Maybe even on our little uh, Facebook group page for the podcast. But uh, I, I last night recorded a video on that because, as you know, I'm getting old. I'm almost 50 now and I oh, get sort of lugging shit around on a plane. I, I would ideally, my dream job or my dream travel requirement would be that I have an overnight bag that I just put underneath and that when I walk onto the plane, I've literally got my phone and that's it. Like I would love to go through x-ray with just that. But no, it's all this shit and laptops and this and that and everything else and take your belt off, take your shoes off, take your watch off, et cetera, et cetera. Mind you, at the moment traveling through airports, I'm gathering that most of our listeners haven't um, had the opportunity to get out and about and travel just yet. The airports are relatively quiet. They're not They're not super quiet, but they're actually not like mad busy like they were pre-COVID either. So it's actually quite nice to travel at the moment. I'd probably say they're running on 50%, but that's just a guess. Anyway. Sounds like I've, me, Tom. I'm just always running on about 50%. <laughs> 50%, yes. <laughs> on, a, on a good day, Matt. On a good day. Yes, exactly um, right. So um, I've changed over from my F-stop Tolopa bag, which I've been using probably for the last five or six years, and I've been using actually those F-stop bags for about 10, 70 litres worth. If, if it's fully laden with all my gear, it weighs at least 15 kilos, you know, laptop, all the camera gear, drones, spare batteries, cables, uh, you know, water, all the rest of it, right? To a, just a little sling bag that I've had for many years that still takes the camera system, the drones, the spare batteries and a few other things. You carry your laptop in your hand because you've got to take that in and out of your bag anyway to go through x-ray and you often want to use it when you're in the plane anyway if you're doing a bit of work or 
editing, etc. So I've got my 15 kilo bag down to 5.6 kilos now and I'm so much happier for it. That's pretty good. Because I got stung by Rex. I was So as you know, I've been to Lake Air just last week and it took yeah, four thanks, flights to get there, commercial and private charters, and one of the flights on the way home was via Paul Lincoln of all places across to Adelaide and – I put my, um, you know, overnight bag on the weighing belt and she said, yeah, no problem. And she said, what are you taking on board, sir? And I, I said, uh, this. And I turned around with my massive bag on and she goes, oh, could you just uh, put that on the belt? Just weigh that for me, please. And I like, I, even before I put it on the belt, I said, yeah, you're not going to like it. And it weighed, <laughs> it weighed 11 and, uh, and she goes, yeah, you'll need to put that underneath. And I hate putting my camera gear underneath because – you just don't know whether it's all going to end up there, whether it's going to get damaged, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, right, I've got to change this system. So, yeah, I've swapped over to that sling bag. Um, crumpler. I love the crumpler. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got so many crumpler bags from years gone by that still to this day the stitching hasn't gone, the zips haven't gone. Like other than the just general wear and tear, they have not skipped a beat. They're amazing. So, And I think they've got like lifetime warranty on, on wear and tear stuff as well. Like if they break, okay. if you break zips and or, you know, stitching pops, which happens especially when you drag them around a lot on the ground. Like it's, <laughs> no, but it's for, no, but it's photographers. Like surely you've been, you get in a situation where you, you, you put it on the ground and then you've got to shuffle everything over by like two meters. Oh. And you don't just pick everything up and gently place it down. You yeah. kind of just kick it, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You never have enough hands when you're traveling as a photographer, you know that. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that changeover because I, I'm just a big believer and this is a, a topic that we've covered many times, Matthew, the the, the Mary Mary condo type deal is that, you know. Did the you read that over summer? Did you? <laughs> no, Did of you course re- not. You got, got but, the book? Yeah. The, lighter, the lighter you are, you know, the the, the lighter, you know, um, mentally or the better. Oh, totally. Mentally you, you feel like I just, you know, it's a hassle having to drag all this stuff around and so – I challenged myself to actually not take as much as I normally would on that trip. So, yeah. I think that's a really important thing and that can be today's topic actually, I reckon, because well, I've, got quite a lot, well, I've got quite a lot to say about this, right? Because I've, I've, I'm in the same boat as you and I've learned so many lessons over time. I, I'm probably more gear heavy than what you are because I usually carry an underwater housing um, with my camera. Then I usually take flash systems as well because I'd be doing like, you know, travel stuff um you know in markets and things i'll usually have a wildlife lens with me as well so like my kit is bloody massive and so would, you not, would you not have one of those pelican cases on wheels that you can then happily put underneath put a lock on it and know that it's going to arrive safely at the other end well this is the thing so last time last trip i did to indonesia the last two trips in fact i have done that i've got like a big um like a meter long just over a meter long pelican case and it can yeah. carry all of my camera equipment but i can also stick my clothes in it as well because i don't travel with many clothes to be honest that is the that is the biggest lesson i've learned over time of traveling take like quick dry shirts and yes, a pair yes, of two pairs of shorts them. Yeah, you, you can, can literally put them, put them in the, the basin tab. or the bath yeah. or take them in the shower with you, rub them with soap and then exactly. the next morning they're dry. You don't need yeah. like all the all the different options. And the good thing about quick dry shirts as well is that they are a shirt. So if you were to go somewhere that was a little bit nicer, you're not going somewhere fancy, but nicer, it's still a shirt. Like it's, you know, it's not like you're just putting, you know, you can a dress couple it up, You can dress it down. You can wear a bit of jewellery with it. You can just it's, fling it up or bling it down, absolutely. whatever the situation requires. Yes, so Perfect. that's one thing. So the the biggest lesson I've learned though, and this actually comes into the Pelican case thing, right, is people always underestimate the weight of a bag. 
Like, I don't know, when you've gone bag shopping for like for camera gear before, camera <laughs> bags, how many times do you go, oh my God, that's amazing. Like one I bought was like a low, low. Low pro. Low pro, low that's pro. it. Um, yep. I should know it's that because it's a really big brand. Yeah, low pro. So I bought a low pro airport roller, which is like oh. a, a, it looks like a little suitcase roller bag. It's got rigid sides to it and stuff thinking this is going to be incredible. And I bought it when I was at Olympus and, and at Olympus days, you had to carry like two of everything. So it was actually quite a, you know, that was kind of the necessary bag. But what I didn't take into account was that the bag itself weighs about two and a half kilos. So if you want that's to take good. it on its hand luggage, yeah. that's a third of your entire luggage is just that. So when I go traveling now, um, I've, I've, I've bought my dream bag, which I now use religiously, which is the Peter McKinnon backpack, um, the camera bag, which is incredible and also incredibly expensive. Like I don't recommend it if you care about your money. Um, but I bought it because I use it a lot and it's waterproof. It does everything that I need it to do and it can carry heaps of stuff. But the um, yeah, that that to me is it's a really lightweight bag and it doesn't actually take much of my allocation. But when I'm doing like a wildlife trip, so if I'm going to South Africa or often when I'm going to Indonesia not doing underwater stuff and I'm just taking my you know base kit, what I now do is I take this old Adidas bag that my mum used to use for painting gear and it's covered in like paint streaks and, and whatnot. It, like it looks rubbish. It literally weighs like less than 100 grams. It is ridiculous. It's one of those, there's no padding in it or anything. It's just a, a sack. <laughs> um, and I'll put my lenses into those little padded, you know, like padded sleeves. Or sometimes I don't. I just, they've got neoprene wraps on them anyway. So I just kind of chuck them in the bag. And um, then I'm not actually giving any of my baggage allocation to the bag itself. I can completely use that, you know, seven or, you know, call it 12 kilos one really um, <laughs> just for equipment. And um, the other benefit is when you get off the other end, um, because it doesn't look like a camera bag, people are very unlikely to weigh it and people are yes. really unlikely to steal it because it looks yeah. so shit that <laughs> like you would assume that if anything, there was probably nothing but poverty inside the bag, you know, like oh, you, no. no one wants that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, good idea. This yeah. Peter McKinnon, um, this Peter McKinnon backpack, is this actually branded as his or is it a, is it, uh, it has a dog? tiny little logo on the front. Um, it is a, it is a Peter McKinnon design, but it's actually by oh. another brand that make, um, they make like, uh, they're in the U S oh. they do like tactical bags and stuff, but they're right. incredibly durable. Um, and he sort of worked, apparently worked with them to design this bag and you can see it like every aspect of the bag you go, that makes complete sense as an example, right? It's a backpack, but you know, they've got those waist straps that they're really helpful when you're using it as a backpack, when you've got heavy stuff, but if you just kind of cruising around for the day you don't really want like a waist big chunky waist strap so that just slides out and you can just pack it into its own little folded you know little pouch on the bag um if you tighten the straps up right then they sit flush on the bag and it's got a really heavy duty handle on all four sides of it so you don't have to hold it from the top you can hold it from the side if it's a heavier bag or you know it's more practical like a suitcase um, it's just got all these like really little, like the, the tiny details in it where you just go, someone's really thought about this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it fits it's everything. Like it's ridiculous and expands out and stuff. It's yeah, they're pretty cool, but they are about 600 to $700 for a backpack. Like it's not, not cheap. Yeah, but it's an investment that, you know, you're going to use if you're a professional, you're going to be using that day in, day out for the next 10 years at least, aren't you? Oh, and I'd argue that if you're not a professional and you just do a lot of outdoor stuff, um, you know, like put it this way, a, a crappy camera bag, like a, you know, the old low pro, you know, if you just go like low pros, it can be, it's a good brand, but it's, they do a lot of more traditional stuff. They don't do anything particularly out there these days. Um, 
a typical low pro bag or one, you know, from, you know, one of the other brand, you know, ma- uh, camera manufacturers, they, their bags are going to be 200 to $300. And I find that most people buy it and then go, Oh, it's not quite right. And they buy another one. Oh, it's not quite right. And you do end up racking up about a thousand dollar bag bill. And then you end up with a whole room full of bags you never use. Um, True. It's like Jumping tripod. straight to like yeah, exactly, tripod. exactly. Trying yeah. to find the right tripod, trying to find the right camera bag. It can, as you said, you know, like you, I always say to people when they're buying a camera bag, obviously it's got to be comfortable because if you're hiking places, you want it to be comfy. But also to buy something bigger than you think you need because what people tend to do is go, oh yeah, that'll fit my camera and two lenses, but they don't allow for the fact that you need to carry extra stuff, like maybe even some lunch or a waterproof jacket. Yeah. Your tripod that needs to strap to the bag and uh, a water bottle and stuff like that. So you really need to probably look at what it holds in terms of camera gear and double the size. Yeah, that's exactly. And these have got like they expand out the front and things like that. So so it's not specifically plugging that bag, but I think that especially as travel comes back, you know, even locally, as you say, like that can be just as bad as going international. International, sometimes you get away with more because they're kind of like, yeah, we get it. Like you're fine. Um, When you do Australia, especially Australia travel, yeah, they can be really, really hard on hard on your baggage and just be not, really aware not, of your travelling. Not specifically plugging that bag, but on our Facebook group page, we will put the um, the affiliate link there for Matt to be able to get a couple of the bags every time. Oh, do you, want, you want to hear the worst part, right? So <laughs> I, think they, I think they sell them on B&H, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's on B&H. They have them now. But originally they didn't, and I think they only sold them de- – oh, I'm going to take a punt and say it was on Memento. Is it moment? Moment, moment, which is like a camera gear reseller. Right. Um, and I looked them up and I tried to buy it and it was 480 US dollars or something like that. And I'm like, cool, you know, that's about the right price that everyone else is selling them for. So I then went and um, put it through the checkout and the shipping came in at 500 US dollars. No. And oh, I'm like, ridiculous. I'm like, that okay, well, there's obviously an error. <laughs> that reminds so I, me of the early Amazon days when I'd order books from them and the shipping would cost more than the book itself. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, I don't know whether other people remember, but for the first 10 years of e-commerce, you, you would you would have to pay so much for shipping to get it out here to Australia from the US. It was oh, and, and $70, you know, FedEx, and it would arrive, you know, within seven days maybe. Yeah. Well, this, these guys, like me, messaged them and said, like, what's the go? Like, why is this so expensive? And they said, oh, too many of the bags were going missing in normal, tra- like in normal post um, that we now only exclusively do courier. And so you had to get a courier from the US to Australia. And I don't know what that actually means. I'm guessing it's the same as normal postage with more tracking or something. But they wouldn't budge on it. They were like, no, that's just what it costs. I'm sorry. That's, that's what it is. Um, but there you go. Yeah. On, on, on B&H Photo, uh, it's a top seller. That's exciting. It's called the um, Nomatic. That's the brand. M-N-O-M-A-T-I-C. Nomatic McKinnon. Um, and they're 399 US from yeah. uh, B&H. I don't think they sell them locally. I've never seen them advertised locally in Australia except on eBay, um, which I'm assuming is probably an overseas thing anyway. But they've got all these like, cool accessories and stuff to go with them, but they're really cool bags. But, you've, and plugged I think, enough, you've plugged it enough. I think yeah. you know, you'll know you do well. You'll get a few sales out of that. It'll, it'll make yeah. it. Or if you jump on mattcrummonsphotography.com.au and go to the shop. <laughs> no, um, no, actually, I will. Can I, can I do a plug? Can I do a shameless of course, plug? Matthew, of course, this, okay. is, this is your podcast, mate. You do what you want. No, it's not. Don't be like that, Tom. <laughs> 
And hello to Nick Fletcher, Cam Blake, and Ian Wallace out there too. Just a little hidey ho to them. Aww. Um, I so I have a, I have a, a, a special announcement to make. Well, it's not really a special announcement. It's just like it's just something. Um, so uh, as everyone probably knows, Tom and I, as well as a few other photographers, we work um, with a brand called Pixel One. We're a distributor. And we, we can source equipment for you. So if you want a Tom Putt workshop and you need to buy a tripod or something like that or filters, you can always ask Tom and he can sort out a really good deal, a much better deal usually than what you'll get from elsewhere um, on Nissi, Sarui, Sunway Photo, all that sort of junk. Yeah? Yes, or did correct. I speak out of turn? Correct, Tom's correct. just like, no, I don't sort out good deals. I just sell it for retail <laughs> price. Um, well, um, I have also... Um, I've also been with them for a long time and I've had a few different items on my shop before because they're things that are associated specifically with my workshops. Recently, I've been dealing with so many special requests. Of, oh, do you have this part? Can you get this? Can you get that? And so I now have an actual retail shop, uh, an online retail shop that stocks almost every product um, and you can get a whopping 10% off instantly anywhere there by just putting in a code. It sounds like it's called, um, what do we call it, undercutting? It's not undercutting. undercutting. No, it's yeah. not undercutting the market at all. It's, uh, I'm sure if you can, you probably get more than 10% off if you just walk into a shop and ask them. But, um, uh, yeah, it's if you put in the code. shop.mattcrummonsphotography.com.au shop.mattcrummonsphotography.com.au or if you go to my website and just follow the shop link, um, it will take you there. But if you use the code Excellent Adventure, ten percent off. Wow! There you go, people. You've heard it here first on the Matt and, and the cool thing is, podcast. These guys have been shipping, um, shipping direct. They basically drop ship straight direct from their warehouse in Sydney, and their um, their deliveries have been next day, which is insane. It takes no time. They're so good with their deliveries. They are ridiculous. Like- yeah. I tell people, ah, oh, it'll be there, you know, within a week and it gets there the next day. It's amazing. Yeah. Great service. Usually by the time I've sent the tracking number over because I get the tracking number in the evening, I send it over in the morning and it's usually out for delivery already. So <laughs> it's kind of useless. But anyway, yeah. so tell me, Tom, you, um, you've been to South Australia recently. I've got some questions about that. Go on, I didn't realise yeah. that it was such a crime, but anyway. It was, well, to be honest, until recently it has actually been a crime. That's what I'm talking about, um, WA, for goodness sake. That, oh, God, yeah. Um, so you went there. Um, firstly, uh, was it a just a fun trip? And keep these, this is going to be a, like a quick fire round, right? Yeah, was yeah, it a yeah. fun trip? Was it, it a trip it, well, to get content fun, or were you invited was, by someone because you were shooting I was invited by, by, by Trevor at Rights Air and thank you very much, Trevor. And if you ever want to do any, um, you know, tours or, or sightseeing tours over Lake Air, Rights Air out of William Creek are the only people to go to. They are brilliant. Um, their pilots are fantastic. Trevor's a great bloke and um, he, he looked after me. He invited me up. He had an invitation from the Australian newspaper to um, – to publish a photograph in the weekend paper and uh, they needed a gun photographer and um, they went through several people. I understand they invited you too, Matt, and then eventually they got to the bottom of the list and found me. So I uh, I was literally standing here in the gallery last Thursday morning and uh, Trevor called and said, how soon can you get here? And I said, I don't know, I guess I could jump on a plane tomorrow morning. Oh, can you do it any sooner? So I literally closed the gallery, went home, had now to pack, drove to the airport, which is not close to me. It's about an hour and a quarter away. Um, 
and jumped on a plane that afternoon to Adelaide, stayed overnight in Adelaide, and then um, three flights later, one public, two private charters, I had to go from Adelaide to Olympic Dam, Olympic Dam to Prospect Hill, which is another mine site, and then Prospect Hill up to William Creek, and then eventually we landed, refueled the plane, and then went up over the lake. Um, that was at 12 o'clock. We landed by 2 o'clock, and by 2.30, the pictures were in Sydney. So they made the weekend Australian newspaper. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And that sounds – but that sounds like a really expensive, like four flights to get to somewhere to do another flight. That sounds – is I that – I, did, I didn't pay for it. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say because that sounds like a well, now I know why I wasn't invited. Um. <laughs> I, I did pay for the uh, return flight to Adelaide and the hotel accommodation in Adelaide, but kindly right. Trevor kindly picked up the uh, the bill for us. I'm not well, even sure that's supposed to be public knowledge, but anyway, well, I just no, well, to... <laughs> sorry, the public don't listen to our podcast, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> as we said, it's just a conversation for a us job. to catch up. It was a job. It was a job. Right, it was I, a job. I, yeah, yeah. Because my next question was, because um, this is—it's obviously a pretty, pretty popular place to go for photography. I imagine it's a pretty cool astrophotography location as well. Is that? Yeah, so never done it. Never done Cause it. Because we're getting towards astro season as well. That's coming up it's, very shortly. Is that right? So look, I tell you what, there is a good astro shot to be had out there, particularly now because there's there's the old Garn railway line that goes adjacent to the town, and mm. literally you can walk, um, you know, ten minutes down the road, and there's a railway bridge that goes over um, what is currently a waterhole because we've had so much rain, and uh, that would make a fantastic shot at night to be able to get the railway bridge and then the stars reflected in the water. Yeah, there you go. Because I was going to say yeah. that I looked it up on because I was pretty upset that I wasn't invited, to be honest. Um, I thought <laughs> that you just I thought you were just going there for a bit of fun, and I'm like, I've sort of mentioned yeah. Boys Weekend away before, and you know, then Tom just goes and has a Boy it Weekend rather than Matt, Boys Weekend. Matt, it would um, be my pleasure to to chaperone you up there one day. Uh, it'd be good fun because the rest of the time when I wasn't flying, it was pretty boring, to be honest. I was uh, sitting around just. Uh, filling in time so it would have been good to have some company that's for sure yeah because i was thinking right like i would have i was wondering why you didn't drive up there because it's 15 hours which didn't well well it's too bloody far and also too all the roads are closed at the moment because of all the rain they've had of course they are so you can't only the bitumen roads or only the bitumen roads have opened like the Stuart highway across to perth and up to darwin's been closed as well so um, once you get off that main bitumen road at Cooper Pedy out to the lake, it's all dirt, and uh, they're not open at the moment. So I, I guess I was just thinking that if you really wanted, if you wanted to make the the regular newspaper, not just the weekender, though, you could do the drive um, <laughs> in the closed roads, get stuck, and then get then get rescued, like half of the rest of uh, Australia who's gone yeah. um, travelling at the moment. Because um, I have a, I have a, I, I've got this concept I'm working on, Tom. I, I'm curious as to whether or not it's something that you know you think would be a good idea or not. And maybe our listeners could give us some insight into this as well. A listener could give us some insight into this as well. <laughs> I'm worried about what you're about to ask. Go on. Well, as you know, like I, I, I really enjoy my outdoor photography. I'm very much into you know nature and wildlife and things like that. And what I've noticed um, recently is that around Melbourne, there's some cool spots to go to, but you really have to kind of get out of town to to get to the places where you know there's an abundance of wildlife or different wildlife or things that are not sort of semi-domesticated, right? And so I'm, I'm looking at this concept because you do, you do a lot of big trips, right? You do like these big travel trips which are interstate and international and they're pretty cool, but I'm not organised enough to do those. But we're looking at a new, a new little venture 
and it's called Camping with Cameras. Right. And I thought, Tom, that, that maybe you could join me on one of these where we go take the cameras and do like, you know, like a, a little mini road trip with cameras for a couple of days. I would only Camping. do it if I can be nude. Uh, it would be winter. <laughs> does, that change, does that change your mind? <laughs> camping. I don't do camping, Matt. I you am do five star all the way. Camping is a necessary evil. Necessary evil in order to get a photograph. The only time you'll see me camp is because it means there's no alternative five, six star accommodation. Mm, okay. So you if you, you can camp and then I'll stay at the nearby hotel. How does that sound? What if I got what if what if I got you a swag and painted it like a nice color so it was like looks swankier? <laughs> Only if it had those beautiful Christmas twinkle lights draped from the the ceiling of oh, the Tom, swag. Would it be camping without them? <laughs> this is it. You know me too well, darling. <laughs> Well, anyway, anyway, if anyone else is interested in camping at all, because I love camping, um, you know, be in touch on the group because uh, this will be launching soon and I'd like to take some people camping because I like camping. Camping with cameras. There you go, people. Campingwithcameras.com.au. No, well, no, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. Ease oh, up, buddy. Ease <laughs> up. <laughs> Come on, I just oh, thought of Tom. this morning when I was on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, like no joke. I just had two coffees and it came to me. I was like, wow, yeah. No. No, something we've been working on for. I don't think what you come up with when you have three coffees, Matt. Come oh, on. my God. Oh, actually, hey, speaking wow. of coffees, you know how I was talking about since Christmas. Guess who? Guess, guess, guess. I have only had wine on like two days since uh, Christmas. But the bottle, local bottle shops ran out of beer. Yeah, I mean these supply chain issues are killing me. But like, yeah. so, Matt, so the coffee is my inspiration I, these days. Yeah. The last time I was at your house, you proudly showed me your wine cellar under the house. I there. know, I know. And so, and, that, that, what's happening with that? Does Nick and do Nick and I need to come over and help you out? Do we? Ah, uh, you know that'd be a good fun party. I reckon. It sure would be. Well, we could if, camp, if could camp down, down there. Oh, no, you don't do the camping thing. Yeah. Um, you, this is all part of your shredding that you're doing here. Oh, to, no, uh, definitely definitely not. It's actually just part of like I've got a two-year-old who's really high energy now. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more I went to the doctor and complaining about my uh, back pain and the, he said, yeah, my liver is shot. So therefore yeah, I probably exactly. don't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this feeling like someone's punched me in the side all the time. <laughs> oh, dear. And I keep waking up in all these strange places around the house, in, in the garden, you know, on the lilo in the pool. I don't know what's wrong with me, Doctor. Exactly. I keep passing out all the time. <laughs> what do you the think worst part about? is it's not even my house most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun, oh dear. Fun, Once fun. again, the podcast has just descended into a um, degenerated, I should say, into this uh, silliness. But um, we we probably need to wrap it up there because we got we've two been rambling for too long. Two yeah. Well, I, well, have we? Okay. Two minutes. What else? You know, you've recovered. Well, from I just your wanted to. Yeah, COVID. I just wanted to circle. I wanted to circle back at the yes. start. We said we'd have a segment. It was um, Professor's Matt's oh. time on the couch. Now, yes, Tom, there was a Facebook oh. post yesterday, and I think um, you know, as you rightly pointed out, you're 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 nearing fifty, and um, yet uh, you know, Facebook is still filled with all your internal thoughts and emotions. Um, 
what are you okay? Occasionally, I I uh, express my thoughts and feelings, uh, to which I regret it later. So often, I often sometimes I will not post. Sometimes I post and delete it immediately, and other times it stays up for a little bit of time. Uh, that one will probably get deleted very shortly too. But um, no, you know, <laughs> there was just somebody somebody. Uh, who I don't follow online, but Mary does, uh, was having a bit of a swipe at me yesterday. So I'm like, no, oh, it's you. I'll have a swipe back, dude. And so I did. And uh, without mentioning that person's name, I expressed my thoughts and feelings about the, the topic because of um, the fact that there are some insecure people in this world and I can't help that. I can't help the way that people feel. And, Can I uh, ask what the swipe was or is it like, does that get too personal? Uh, it, was, it was around the fact that... Uh, um, this person uh, probably disagrees with me being in this location here in Mornington. Let's just say that. Oh. Because apparently, because apparently this person owns the street and therefore there's not allowed to be another photography gallery in the same street. Is this the fruit shop dude again? <laughs> that's it. That's it. He doesn't like me stealing his grapes. And I, I, know I, was. I just walk in, I steal a few grapes, and then I walk out again pretending that I, I was interested in buying something, but I wasn't. So. <sighs> Dodgy, dodgy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the free Look, fruit. I, I think all the cafe owners should probably arc up as well because I think there's 39 places in Main Street to buy coffee. So, therefore, wow. I think we should probably just narrow that down to one and get rid of all the others so that no one has a choice other than to go just to the one cafe. And, and bad luck if you don't like their coffee or if you think it's too highly priced or their service is shit, uh, you just have to put up with that one cafe because we're going to live in a communist world from now on. Are we still talking about coffee, Tom? <laughs> have I said enough? Matt has dropped off. <laughs> that was probably me disconnecting him and uh, getting rid of him for stirring me up and riling me up at the end of it all. Like my my uh, my blood pressure levels were, were quite good there up until that point. So, hey, um, Matthew, are you still there? You still there? Hello? No? Looks like he's dropped off. Well, look, um, we will leave it there, people. This is a great opportunity for me to just take over and say whatever I like about Matt, but I'm not um, – I'm not quick enough, but uh, thanks everybody for watch for listening for watching. God, that would be a, a nightmare. But um, it's been great to um, get on the airwaves again. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we will catch you next time on this the fabulous Matt and Tom's excellent podcast. Yeah.